do you keep getting calls at night from a guy who really wants to know what your favorite scary movie is? Do you stay up all night because you're scared of dream demons? Do all your friends keep getting murdered at summer camp? Sounds like you really need some scarapy. And you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ScarapyPod. So make sure you stab that like button. session of Scarabee. I am your scarapist, Dr. Trevor Brown. Doing, 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 doing with me as always. Doink the clown, coming at you. <laughs> this accent. Awful. <laughs> I'll be as silent as this fucking movie. Yeah, so this week we got into paranormal activity. Can you uh, remind me where this ranks for you in your entire movie watching we'll, favorites? We'll get to that at the end. That's unfortunate. Stick around. It's not worth it, I promise. <laughs> Stop listening to Scare P and go no! on something better than Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Whack. Oh, I'd watch that. Oh, backing off with my ghosty shed. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> God, I hate the internet. Yeah, um... So, little fun fact before we get into this here. There's nothing fun about this movie, I but promise. But it is a fact. Alright. Um, so, this movie was the original second episode of Scare P. Um, before Zach was even on the show, I was going to do an episode on this movie with the original co-host Thomas. Shout out Thomas. Pass Thomas. <laughs> fucked up kid. Look, well, look what you dwindled this down to. <laughs> uh, also, quick shout out to anybody listening from the Sales from the Dark Side event at Terror Schrader. Ooh, that was so fun, man. That was awesome. Like, we went there for entirely too long, to the point where all the vendors were like, you've been here for way too long. Yeah, like, everybody knew us. Yeah. They were like, yeah, you're here again? I mean, two real ugly guys walking around not that hard. We need more Peach Jolly Ranchers, please. <laughs> uh, I'll post a picture of that. Was the best thing about that entire event was there was a free bowl of Jolly Ranchers, and I just looked down, and all of them were orange. That wasn't on purpose, and it was the best. It was hilarious. I audibly laughed for, I don't know, four hours. Uh, uh, but yeah, so let's let's get into a little bit about the movie, but first... <laughs> the original questions I wrote for this back in October yeah. 2021. Thomas, let's hear your answers after. This is in my original notebook, too, so I can barely read it. Uh, question one... Would you ever record yourself sleeping? I mean, I have. It's not that interesting. Why have you done that? Why don't you mind your own fucking business? Hey. I don't know. It's just, see, like... In, in their scenario, I get it. I understand the movie. I don't even hate the decision of why they started recording everything. But it's just so boring. <laughs> It's so bad. You could tell this is what my favorite movie, of course. So my my whole thing is like, if you're setting up a camera to record yourself while you're sleeping, you're setting yourself up for some bad shit. Because uh-huh. you're either gonna sit through like eight to ten hours of nothing, or you're gonna see something you didn't want to see. Chances are you're gonna see something real weird, and most likely someone pooping the bed. Um, Moving on. <laughs> Bowel movement on. Anyway. Do you... No, you don't believe in ghosts. Never once. I don't even need to ask you that. Yeah. Uh, Thomas? <laughs> let, let's see. 
Call Thomas. Let's get him on the line. He will not answer. Perfect. <laughs> I've never answered your phone. In fact, you called me once. I still don't know how you got my number. Through Brian. Shout out, Brian. <laughs> Go play Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's get into some info on this fucking movie, yeah? So... I am... I already know I'm going to be so goddamn upset at the rating this movie got, because I bet it's like a 400% positive. This is going to get cut. This is before I started writing ratings. <laughs> Don't cut that. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's Perfect. here. That's staying in. All right. Um, so, Paranormal Activity came out September 25th, 2009. It actually premiered in 2007, but its wider release was in 2009. Wait, where did it premiere at? Film like Indie shit? Yeah. How indie is this film? Uh, it's it's pretty indie. It got picked up by a a larger company, a, a larger producing studio, as most indie movies do. Um, Did they change it? They they wanted to. I know they wanted to change the people that were in it and make it well known actors, but for the most part, I believe it was unchanged. Oh man, I think if it was well well known actors, it would have been terrible. Exactly, like way worse. It. I think that's like the redeeming fact is mm -hmm. it just it seems very normal. So it's starring Katie Featherston and Mika Sloat. Oh. First off, I do want to say I paused this movie pretty much as soon as I turned it on, and it gave me, my TV gives you like the IMDb yeah. who's in the scene, and I was like, really, you lazy fucks, you couldn't even choose names? I like it, because um, the, the whole promotion for this movie was, was that it was real, so I like using the real names of the actors. Uh, people are just dumb, though. Uh, the biggest issue I have with all of this, though, is that his name is Mika, and it's just not true. Not real. 100%. That guy's name is Micah, and he's an asshole. Oh, man. I, I know you never have, because you're not into YouTube, but uh, there's this channel called Cinema Sins, where they just go through movies and say what's wrong with them. You'd do great on that show. Um, oh, man, I would do great on that. Fuck this. Stop <laughs> listening to Scary P. Go listen to my new show. No. Um, the, the whole first thing they say is, his name is not Mika. It is Micah. And he's a douchebag. Look how it's fucking spelled, man. <laughs> but uh, he pronounces it Mika. He's also a musician. He's got music on Spotify. Does he really? Yeah. Oh. I know he plays guitar at one point in this movie or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was directed by Oren Haley in his directorial debut. And did he move on to anything else after? I, I believe he's directed most, if not all, of the Paranormal Activities. Huh. All right. Um, okay. I mean... This movie did well. A lot of people do seem to like it. And I love it. I, it it I just proves you can make movies for the masses because everyone's an idiot. Yes, sir. Including me. So I get it. Um, it's actually listed as a horror slash thriller. Um, Ooh, and I think not... it's a snooze fest, but I love it. Yeah, like like it or hate it, there's definitely it's definitely not a thriller. Um, horror. Even, it's barely a horror. Like it. I think it's more of a psychological thriller. I wouldn't even give it that. Like, at best, it'd be like, it's a sci-fi movie. Psychological drama? Closer. Um, and the plot is, after moving into her boyfriend's home, a couple is disturbed by a spirit, causing them to set up a camera to capture it on tape. I definitely did pick that. When did she move in? I did not catch that. At the that. beginning. It, that was like the... Yeah. They just started living together? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch it. I thought they'd been together, or been living together for a minute. Yeah, no, the... There's a couple scenes where he mentions, like, you should have told me this before you moved in. I got that, but I thought that was pretty... I thought this has been building up for weeks, months. I mean, it 
it definitely, I imagine, has been a couple weeks because they say it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, like, so I, I guess I had thought it was recent, but not, like, just happened. It had a uh, budget of $15,000. Wow. And in the box, it scored a whopping $19.4 million. $9 million in its opening week. Wow. I'm surprised that quick it, it made that much. I mean, it was pretty much the first movie like this yeah, since the Blair Witch Project. Um, and it was, like I said, marketed as being real. And, and if you like that style, it definitely killed it. It's not, like, 100%, this is just not a type of movie I would be in. Just from no. the view, I don't like that, but I know that's, like, this is really your style, like, every every bit about yeah. it, so I get it. So, a uh, little sidebar. The first Paranormal Activity movie I ever saw was Paranormal Activity 3. Um, which I know you're... Start off right in the middle, I get it. It's not, it's actually... Well, now it's the second movie, but it, at the what? time was it's prequel. Awful. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I accidentally watched the first movie. Um, you can't accidentally watch the first movie. That's where you're supposed to start. You know what I mean. I, I know what you mean. I watched Paranormal Activity three. I watched Paranormal Activity three, which means I accidentally watched the movie in the correct order. Awful. Uh, and then, ever since then, I've pretty much been in love with this series. I haven't seen the new one yet. Next of Kin came out, I believe, like two months ago. Yeah, it's pretty recent, so... Uh, I, I almost watched that movie. randomly, just as like, eh, it's got a forest on the cover, let's see what this movie's about. I want to watch it. I, I heard it's actually really good, but... Trevor has a really good way of dumbing down these storylines to make me want to watch, like, the entire series. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I... I've only seen this one. I do not give a shit about these movies. I knew I wouldn't. But after, like, talking a little bit before we started recording, I'm like, God damn it! now I need to learn everything about these movies, especially after the ending. Yeah, because Zach didn't know that Paranormal Activity is one continuous story. I thought it was uh, self-contained stories based around, like, I, I assumed a similar event or one reoccurring evil. Yeah. But I didn't know, like... It's fucking Scream and Sydney's and everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm just because obviously we're gonna review all of these, not back to back, but over yeah, time. Yeah, but now I gotta watch um, them all soon because I am so excited for you to watch the marked ones because it's a genuinely good movie and it's a different style than this. I really want to know how many times. When was the last time you seen that movie and how many times have you seen it? The marked ones? Yes. Last time I saw it was February. I've seen it ten times. Okay. A around. I'd probably say more than that. Uh, I mean, I don't care the actual amount. I just want to know, because sometimes you tell me you love a movie that you hadn't seen besides the first time mm -hmm. in theater, and then we rewatch it, and your instant reaction is, yeah, that wasn't that good. Well, I own, first of all, the marked ones never came out in theaters. Really? Um, oh, did it yeah, come out? Well, just uh, straight to DVD, pretty much. Netflix, Netflix, yes. It cannot be that good of a movie. It went straight to DVD. Well, they're... they're there was that time in Paranormal Activity where we were down. <laughs> yeah, it was called the where it, it was called number one and didn't get better from there for a while, I guess. Apparently, number five is where they hit their stride. Let's jump into the ratings. Um, what's the critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes? That? Please tell me it's like a three. You want to add eighty onto that? No, eighty-three. Holy shit! Wait. Before you pop off, I have a kind of surprising thing. Hit here. me. The audience rating is only a 57. Yeah, because the movie's a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> so this movie did as well as The Thing. Like, yeah, The Thing was fucking fantastic. 
Oh my god. And uh, most of this movie <coughs> obviously was improv, as most found footage movies are. Um, and it was filmed in seven days. I mean, that's good for, uh, what, 15k budget? I yeah. mean, it looked good for that. I mean, I'm surprised. I thought they at least hit a million on that budget. Not, not for anything in particular. Like, nothing insane happened in it, but it it looked good. It was clean. Like, they did it and, decent. Uh, before the movie began, the I believe it was the director, it was someone on the crew, basically, that the house in the movie is his house. And he like renovated it for the movie pretty much damn uh, it had like just plain white walls and shit and he redid it to look like the movie we or the house we all met damn so I mean it's a real passion project they dedicated to it and that obviously paid off again not definitely not my scene but I see why if you like that style yeah. it's a good movie oh I mean I'm pretty sure they could have made all of the other paranormal activities off of the box office for this one yeah, they're all the kind of pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's actors and a camera, pretty much. Not my, again, I don't like it. I, I'm interested enough in the story background that I want to know more. But I know I'm going to watch these movies and I'm going to come here and yell at you about it. Oh, yeah. So, let's get into the movie a little bit. Let's open with our beautiful opening scene, uh, which is a black screen with text on it from the studio thanking the families of Katie and Mika. Um, this is, you know, another this is supposed to be real type thing. It's a good play in right from the start. You know, they're they're trying to make you feel, hey, these guys, mm -hmm. some shit happened here. And then we open with Mika walking outside with his huge-ass camera uh, as Katie pulls up in her car. And she's like, what happened to the fucking handheld thing? <laughs> Because he's got, like, a full, like, boom mic camera setup. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's like if you lived in the 80s, what a handheld camera was back then that laid, weighed 90 pounds and had, like, a shoulder harness. Yeah, so it's basically um, what the camera guy in Scream uses. Yeah, nailed it. Scream Corner. Ah! It's been three minutes, I guess. Might as well get into that. <laughs> um, so... I, now I want to call him Micah. Mika, it's fucking Micah. I'm not calling him anything else. Mika right away starts talking about the fun that they could have and that the fun that they could film and then tells Katie to kiss the camera. And I'm going to go ahead and say, starting at this point, this guy is the worst boyfriend, whatever, he's an spouse. Asshole. I wouldn't even say he's an asshole. He's just a self-centered piece of shit. He's just a shitty person. He does nothing of benefit in this movie, and I hope he gets killed so well. Just in real life. I don't, not, fuck the movie. Uh, then, pretty much right away, they acknowledge that the camera is to capture paranormal phenomena. Jehosties. Um Mika thinks that one of the neighborhood kids is just trying to peep on Katie, and that's actually what's going on. Getting the spookies. Uh, but whatever has been happening to Katie, it's been happening since she was eight years old. Uh fucking scary shit and in this movie she is in college now yeah she, she even says she's a full time student at yeah. one point I, I thought she seemed a little older than like and maybe she's a senior in college she definitely didn't seem like a fresh college student I guess definitely and um Mika is a day trader yeah but not interesting at all <laughs> and apparently a musician yeah 
So Mika is talking to the camera, asking if the camera is happy and if it has enough batteries. Oh, poor little uh, hungry camera. No way that thing runs on batteries. That thing it, runs. it could not record all night on batteries. That thing runs on nuclear power. And then we get to the best line in the movie as they sit down for dinner, and Mika just goes, Dinny time. Dinny. I love it so he, like, much. whispers almost to it. Oh, it's almost like he's saying it to himself. A hundred percent. And you know what? I get it. I said the same thing when you brought me Panda Express. <laughs> Diddy Tay. Um, Mika then asks if Katie has any tricks to make weird shit happen. Uh, a little insensitive. Katie is clearly traumatized by whatever the fuck is going on. Again, he's a shitty person, but I... It, it almost leads more credence to he just found out about this and doesn't realize how serious she takes this. I also do like, they just jump right into the story. There's no, let me prelude this with, this is my life, this is my child, and I'm so sad all the time! It's just, yeah, yeah, man, I, I fucking ghost and shit. Yeah, yeah, they, they, like, one of the first lines in the movie is, like, talking about paranormal problems. Yeah. So I, I really, that's one of the strong points of the movie for me. And then it goes downhill from there. Uh, then we cut to Katie sewing and Mika playing guitar on the couch. Is she sewing? I, I, I couldn't tell what her, like, side business is. Like, it seemed like jewelry almost. She has an Etsy shop for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, back in 06. Oh, 09. Oh, my bad. Twin Towers already down? Yeah, Etsy's here. Never forget. Oh, shit, I forgot. Um. <laughs> yeah, Twin Towers tickling your fancy. So, Katie hears something in the other room. Mika takes the camera to go investigate. Um, and it's just the Ice Maker. He scatters for this camera, too. <laughs> but I love what she says. Did you write it down? So, that's that's a different part. Oh, is it? Okay, never mind. Oh, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting way ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, so, uh, and then we learn that Mika totally has a foot fetish, too. Yep, 100. He's definitely... Filming mostly Katie's feet. Uma Thurman and up. Or I guess Tarantino it up. They get the camera set up and get ready for bed after Mika tries one more time to get Katie to fuck on camera. Um, she hits him with, well, we could. But no. Turn to fade to black. <laughs> uh, then we open with night one with the now iconic blue night vision effect on these cameras. I do like the effect. It does look good. It does. It's just enough light to see what's going on, but kind of anything that moves does seem a lot more ominous. Mm -hmm. So, like, they, they killed it in the visual, I'd say, for these scenes. And you were right. This It does technically take place in 2006, because the date that comes up for night one is September 18th, 2006. That's right. See, because I remember that, because I remember thinking, fuck, I just graduated high school. At this point, I might as well be dead. <laughs> And here we are. Purgatory. God, I hope so. Uh, then we, we cut from 11.24 p.m. over to 2.09 a.m. when a noise is heard from off screen, but neither of them wake up. What is the noise? I'm trying to... It's just like a bang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they just kind of stir, right? No, they, they like barely move. Oh, okay. Um, the next morning, Katie finds her keys on the floor. Oh, that's okay. And she knows for a fact that they were on the table. I, I want to cut you off for a sec, because I do want to preface, I did watch this movie and I do remember most of it, but it's the same fucking scene pretty much over and over, so I am losing track of when they actually happen, so yeah, yeah. my fucking bad. No, it's definitely, 
you could blend a lot of this movie to go different ways and it works the same. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw out the joke I've been working on for like a week. So 90% of this movie, you could literally just name this movie Paranormal Captivity because everything that happens is just owning a cat. Like, they, there's probably a cat in this house. They just don't know that's there. Oh, for sure. Like, until the last, what, 10 minutes maybe? Maybe 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. Like, everything that happens is just... Oh, yeah. Cat, fucking cat was on the counter again. <laughs> fucking fucking boot, boots, mittens, whatever you want to have it. Quit fucking around down there. Meow! <laughs> Then we cut to uh, Mika in the pool being a dick, um, flipping off the camera in different ways, doing like a, a gun going off into a middle finger, stuff like that. So hot. Um, and I don't know, I got the vibe. You can tell like Mika and Katie had a lot of fun filming the movie. Um, yeah, I'm sure they loved it. And the success they had after, I'm sure, was not even close to what they expected. Oh, I'm sure. There, there's just no way. Yeah. So uh, Katie says... There's a psychic on the way, and Mika clearly isn't taking it seriously as he plays, I believe it's the X-Files theme song. Um, banger audio! I don't, oh my god, I legitimately don't understand how you're so bad at this. We're good. We talk about this podcast every day, <laughs> and you can't silence your phone for the nine hours it takes to record this. Wait a minute, I know this motherfucker listens. Skylar, don't text me. Skylar, text him whenever you want, because this fucker should know how to turn his sound off. Um, so Katie says, Psychic is on the way, and Mika clearly doesn't take it seriously. Plays the X-Files theme song. Um, and then uh, Josh from Phoenix for God starts whacking it. <laughs> and he says, well, you know, this will help the Psychic feel at home. Um, then, Again, just being a dick. He's yeah. just an asshole. Then the, the Psychic ends up being late, and Mika jokes about how... Shouldn't a psychic know when there's going to be traffic? Fair point. Uh, just more credence to, hey, go fuck yourself, psychics. Um, then the psychic, Dr. Friedrichs, enters the home. Not to be confused with Dr. Trevor Brown. Two totally different people. Of course. I, I have different degrees than him. You do. Were you even alive in 2006? Uh, physically, yes. Mentally, no. How old were you? I need to know this. When this movie came out, I was five. And so, okay, so you were two when this movie took place. No. Three years. <laughs> no. This came out in 09? Yeah. Took oh. place in 06. I'm sorry, I thought you were saying how old I was when this movie took place. I was, I was eight when it came out. I was five when it took place. Holy shit, you're bad at this. I'm tired. <laughs> I am too, and I can do fucking eight minus three. Also the wrong numbers I just gave you. <laughs> so Dr. Friedrichs enters the home, and Mika tells the traffic joke again, uh, but the doctor plays it off and says he'll never uh, he'll never hesitate to come to San Diego. Uh, I really wanted to hate this guy. He's only, he's only in a couple of scenes, but I liked him. Yeah. He, he, he nailed his part, and fuck, fuck you, Micah. And we have a nice kind of getting-to-know-them scene. Um, I just lost my page. Um, we have a nice kind of getting-to-know-them scene as we learn that Mika and Katie have been together for three years. And Katie 
What she's in college for actually is to become an English teacher. Oh, I didn't I definitely didn't get that either. I, I remember the college line. I do not remember her saying English teacher. Yeah. So neither of them are on meds or anything. So uh, they basically say, you know, we're not tweakers. I like that his first go-to is something rational. Yeah. Like he says most of the time when somebody brings this up, it's explained away, and it's either somebody overreacting due to stress, so all that shit. Yeah, I actually have a quote. Uh, so he says, most things can be explained away by things like squeaky pipes, but if someone is stressed, they can interpret it differently. Yeah, okay, so you you got the, the real line. I really like that, because it, mm -hmm. again, it's more believable to someone who's not just trying to tell you, give me 40 bucks, I'll prove it was a demon. Yeah, it's definitely, it's less like the thing where they're like, yeah, alien kill it. Uh -huh. uh, it's more of, this is more like, well, it could be this. Um, it's probably not. It's probably not spooky ghost. Right. Uh, and then we learned that Katie's childhood home uh, was burned down and they never found uh, what caused the fire. I didn't like this in this scene at all. I thought this was really forced. But when it comes up later, it's actually a lot better. Um, so Katie and her sister Christy both experienced this ghost as children, um, and it looked like a big shadow, but it always liked Katie more and would appear to her more often. Again, kind of felt for... This whole story, I guess I didn't really like the bit that she's explaining, but her the way she's telling it, I do think she believes it. Yeah. And it's not just like... A crazy story. It, it, it's pretty vague and pretty general, I'd say, mm -hmm. with like more creepy undertone. Yeah, she says the the ghost comes and goes for periods of time, but it's always connected to her. Just like ladies' periods. Uh, a list of things the ghost does. Fuck you. That was funny as shit. <laughs> so, list of things the ghost does: messing with lights, turning faucets on and off, banging and scratching on walls and sometimes whispering Katie's name. Standard ghosty stuff. Most of the activity... Tibbity? <laughs> How paranormal is your activity? <laughs> Most of the activity is in the bedroom. Ooh. Mika also has a digital recorder to pick up sounds at night. Um, the psychic says, well, this ghost feeds on negative energy, and Mika says, Katie's mom can't come over anymore. Damn. <laughs> Banger oh, line. Shade. It really was. I will... She... she Tells him to shut up, and then he goes, She's really mean. <laughs> <laughs> Did he voice? I don't remember that. He like whispers it. Damn. It's incredible. I'd actually want to watch that scene again because that's great. He, again, he seems like a shit person, but he plays it so well. He's a very, like, oh, early to mid 2000s douchebag. He is. Like, he seems like sure. a, he definitely went to a frat and he's just not quite over it. Oh, yeah. Alphabet Delta! Ooh, I don't even know how to spell that in the Latin. A B E. Latin. That would aren't they symbols? Um, fucking square circle triangle. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. Well, you fucking listen to me clack for the next <laughs> eight minutes. Yeah, you go fuck yourself. Uh, the psychic says he thinks that they have a demon and he can't help them or give them his number uh, because he's not someone that works with this. So he gives him the number of his colleague, Dr. Avery's. Mika asks, well, what does it want? And the psychic says, eh, probably Katie, dude. <laughs> I like that he's just like, I can't fucking help you, I'm out. But I don't know why he had to get this far, and from what obviously seems like he traveled from another state, to hear, like, a four-minute story that he probably could have got online, or got on, got on the phone. 
it, it seemed like progression of the story to bring a character in that it was just like, hey, hey, Dad, we need one more character. Can you just come in for like two minutes and just say dad jokes the whole time? It's fine. Um, dad psychic jokes. So he, he highly discourages using a spirit board because that invites the demon into the home. Um, but Mika thinks that he's full of shit. Do they ever say Ouija board? Or is that trademark? I think they, they say Ouija board. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they, they show they, it. They definitely do. They say Ouija board. Okay. Um, but they also say spirit board. I just remember hearing spirit board and I was like, is that a trademark thing or are they just being just a different, different name for it. Yeah, it's all garbage. Um, they get into bed that night. Mika tries to be slick and keep the camera on while they fuck, saying, no, it's not the record light, it's the standby light. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then he turns it on. Keep in mind this thing's 90 pounds, <laughs> and the light is probably a full-size red light bulb. Uh, when it comes back on, he says, I think that was illegal in Kentucky and 12 other states. Uh, this girl's a wild animal. I mean, I guess that just means it's not his sister, because it's legal to fuck your sister in Kentucky. Uh, then we skip to night three, uh, September 20th, 2006. It's 12.31 a.m. when these responsible adults decide to go to bed. How do you feel about, like, I, I know we like the night vision view. Yes. The, uh, so, like, kind of the preface to that when it goes to night vision, and then they put the time, date, and the night number. I love it. I think it's good for the time, but, like, it seems super outdated. Probably because this started it, you know, start the timer around here. I just didn't like it watching it now. I love the progression because it shows like it's been three weeks since our last night in this movie and now shit's going down crazy. See, and this is what I don't like about that progression is so without trying to get too far ahead of ourselves we know this thing has followed her for ever since she was a kid and it's been, you know, it comes and goes whatever but now all of a sudden, this thing progresses from once every, what, year, month, whatever it is, to like, weeks, down to days, down to hours, down to minutes. What is the progression? Just that she's moved in with her boyfriend? And maybe other movies get into it more? But, I don't know, I just, I didn't like... The progression happened really quickly for something that's been supposedly going on for... What is she, 22... Since she was five, so, you know, 15 plus years, roughly. I don't know. It, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Sure, and, that, and they do get into that more in the other movies. Do they? Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why they're wrong in the other movies when I watch them. I'm sure you will. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we skip to night three. Fast forward through them sleeping until 2.09 a.m. again uh, when the door moves partially. Like, it goes to close a little bit and then goes back to fully open. Fucking mittens, man. He's fucking with the door. Um, I know you probably don't think so, but I think this movie just looks so damn good in the night scenes. I love it so much. No, I already said uh, the, the night vision stuff looks really good. The door moving looks good. And all props to him. Every time they do these effects, I mean, you can't tell. Nobody's on fucking green screening or wearing a black hood. Just Like, it looks solid. Yeah. They spent time making it work and look really good. And I I really wonder if that's why they did these scenes so they could hide whatever was making these pieces move, you know, turning on a light or moving a door oh, yeah. to make it, like, less obvious of what was going on. I wonder if that was just a solution to a visual 
and it just turned out fantastic. So we cut to 6.14 a.m. that day when they wake up. Uh, Mika shows Katie the footage from last night of the door, mo- door moving, sorry. Uh, and they seem almost excited to see something. I probably would be more scared than excited, but like even Katie's like, Whoa. Yeah, I get why Micah is, but I don't know why Katie is. She's like, it doesn't really make sense. Because she's, and she's playing the terrified part the yeah. whole movie. But yeah, she's, maybe she's just feeling vindicated that, yeah, I was right. And you'd be a full proof, but I don't want to be right about that. Um, Please kill me. And then we cut to later on, Mika's jamming on his guitar. When Katie screams, Mika runs over, but uh, runs back to grab the camera first. What a dick. Then runs back over. Turns out it's just a spider. Oh, yeah. And she goes, did you get the camera? Great line by her. Fuck you for the close-up on the spider, you dickhead director. (laughs) One thing I don't like. Um, Then we cut to nighttime. Mika is speaking out loud to the ghost, asking, you know, what the, what, why'd you move the door? What was the point of that? Um, then in bed, Mika is reading a book about demons and witchcraft. Uh, Katie says the thing following her doesn't feel human, and it feels like it wants to hurt her. Um, but Mika explains that a demon is only around to cause pain for its own amusement, then says, well, you know, it is kind of cool that we got it on tape. <laughs> this guy is like, way of researching to know more is just terrible. It, there's like several times where he's like, "I'm controlling, I'm in control of this situation," and he's just done nothing. He just he read a book and he's like, "I know everything there is to know about demons." I'm Steven Seagal. I've been doing this for 45 years. <laughs> Damn, Steven Seagal joke. Oh yeah, throw it up there, baby. So, Katie says, "If it gets worse, she wants the camera gone." And Mika kind of guilt trips her by saying, well, you know, you didn't tell me about this before we moved in together, so I think I have a little bit of say in what happens here. And the fuck you do. Right? It's not your demon, sir. Yeah. Also, just stop being the worst fucking boyfriend. He's just a dick. He's the worst. He seems super selfish, and maybe that's why I don't like him, because he's just not willing to bend on something that is not his idea. And then we skip over to night 5, September 22nd, 2006. Never forget. At 2.54 a.m., Katie wakes up, uh, panicked after a nightmare. Then they hear a noise downstairs. I spelled here wrong in my notes. Um, How? I used the wrong here. Oh, okay. I was just <laughs> curious what what letters went in the wrong spot. H-E-E-R. Ooh, hot. <laughs> yeah, I used the like, come here. Well, it doesn't um, come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Mika takes the camera with Katie, and they search for the cause. Before Mika taunts it and says, "Kind of like, what else are you gonna do?" Come on, bro. What are you gonna do, huh? And then they go back to bed. And we get girl time. Yeah. Uh, later on, like next day, Mika interrupts Katie and her friend Ashley to show them an audio file of something whispering uh, before they wake up. In, in this recording. So it whispers in something that is definitely not English. Uh, he says it doesn't sound like a, like a real words are being spoken. It doesn't sound like an animal. He doesn't know what it is. I don't like it. The scene, I thought it was pretty lame. Because uh, to me, it just sounded like distort. Like, yeah. 
not just distortion, like it seemed like some something was maybe trying to be verbal, but if you weren't in the scenario, you would bypass this as just, uh, fuck it, I dropped my potato on the ground. God, that happens all the time. Uh, Mika says he wants to get a spirit board and talk to it, but Katie gets mad, and Mika promises not to buy a board. This bitch hates fucking trademark Ouija. Um, then we cut to night 13. Um, September, September 30th. Son of a bitch! I know, I'm sorry. The Twin Towers are haunting this girl. Uh, Mika yells at the demon before they go to bed. Uh, basically saying, like, your demon's worthless. <laughs> You're worthless. <laughs> you ain't got no job? You ain't pay no rent? Uh, and then at 3.13 a.m., Katie wakes up to footsteps, uh, which she says is a thud and a voice. She wakes up Mika, and the demon roars and bangs on something. You hear that, like, It's a good audio, actually. I love it. Uh, and it's... This is the first time where you're like, Mittens? <laughs> Mitten's got a loud fucking meow. Mitten's evolved into a tiger. Shit, yeah. Mattens. <laughs> um, then for some reason they go to investigate and their chandelier is swinging. Then they go back upstairs, keep hearing noises, um, and then they get back into bed and we fade to black. They just spooky scare in the bed. Uh, I really like... I don't want to say really like, I guess... Uh, I really appreciate that they didn't go for it here and start pushing. All that was there was really just the chandelier. Yeah. So it was still, like, if you told that story to somebody, you'd be like, okay, you just fucking... There was an earthquake. Not even that. Like, you... Somebody stubbed their toe on the bed frame, said ow, and the chandelier, the fucking AC kicked on and turned the chandelier up. Then um, Mika is super excited about the encounter. And Katie thinks the camera is starting to make everything worse. Uh, then we do an EVP experiment where Mika asks some questions with the recorder. Uh, and he gets a reply after asking if it would be happier with the spirit board. It's just like an, another noise. Just growl again. Again, it is pretty inaudible. Yeah. Nothing more than a, again, potato. And uh, I think that's where we're going to end Act 1. Fucking Jesus Christ. Act two, let's go. Thumbs up, Leroy! <laughs> uh, can we cut in real quick that I showed that to Courtney, who has no appreciation for anything nerdy like that? And she laughed for a good couple of minutes. Respect it. It's so funny. That oh, video. Shit. He just ran in alone. Yep. Can, can you crunch the numbers? No, yeah, he just ran in around. He just ran alone. God damn it, Leroy. It's the best. This is all getting cut. No, I'm leaving it. Oh, out. hell yeah. Leroy Jenkins. That's all for you, John Maxey. That was the exact same thing. <laughs> I didn't want to shout him out. All I think he's getting real close to killing himself. I didn't want him to get any happiest. I mean, have you heard from him since he was on the show? One. But one time. <laughs> and was it goodbye? It was, and I'm not sure. Can't confirm it was really him. <laughs> it was the demon. It was the demon. Wow. Uh, so, we night two... Holy shit. Not night two. Act two. There we go. Opens with night 15, October 2nd, 2006. Oh shit, I forgot. At 1.35 a.m. Katie gets out of bed and stands straight, stares at Mika, 
for almost two hours. This is our first of the iconic uh, sped up shots in Paranormal Activity where a person just stands at the bed and stares. I really wanted to hate how this looked, but it actually was good. Yeah, but you, you can't tell me it's not amazing. No, I, I mean, they, they do it right. It looks seamless. I'm certain she's obviously not standing there for two, two hours. No, I, I think it was probably, I would say it could be like five minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, with what was gets cut around it yeah. and just making sure it looks proper and, you know, all the extra ahead of time. You know, she's, she's doing it for a you know, like I said, probably five minutes at yeah. least. But the way they record, like, it's seamless. Yeah, and it's, when it's sped up, you can see she kind of, like, rocked back and forth a little bit. Yeah. she's, like, a person. She needs balance, right? I guess. <laughs> Look, I got one good leg, and I can stand still for a couple minutes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she stands there for almost two hours before walking downstairs. Uh, Mika wakes up and looks for Katie to find her in the cold outside. Uh, sitting on, like, their backyard, like, couch. Yeah, it's like a... It's like uh, one of those swinging chairs. Yeah, like, almost like a gravity chair, but it's not the best way. It doesn't have legs, it's just a swing, but it's a it's, it's like, full couch. It's fucking patio furniture. Yeah. It it's was, snobby California patio furniture. I was gonna furniture. say, that's not, like, shitty patio furniture like I have. Sorry, Courtney. It's nice shit. Um, it's she, actually mounted to something. So she refuses to come in, so he goes to get her a blanket... Um, and then after we hear a bang, we see the bedroom TV is now turned on and it's just static. Um, he, he goes up to the bedroom to get to the blanket, turns off the TV, and then he turns around and Katie is right there. Um, like she just woke up saying like, what are you doing? Why'd you wake me up? I really like appreciate the outside scene a lot more after finishing the movie. And not that it's really prevalent or matters that much, but I really like mm -hmm. her reaction right there because it feels really awkward. And you can't, like, why? In the, in the moment, it's like, why is she being so fucking weird? Yeah, it's almost like she's sleepwalking, but yeah. she's interacting with her. And, and I, I would say, great job. Uh, you just dropped his fucking notebook, <laughs> so we're starting over at yeah. Phoenix Forgotten. <laughs> Phoenix Forgotten. Yes, please. Uh, no, but, and I think even when she walked up, I remember thinking, it's like, oh, hey, you don't, you don't wake up a sleep, sleepwalker. Because her eyes are kind of closed, and then, but then she's interacting with him, for the most part, just fine. Yeah. But when he gets upstairs and the TV's on, she's like, why the fuck are you waking yeah. me up? Super good. And she, she says, like, go back to bed. But, um, so I have a question. Is that sleepwalker thing real? Like, I didn't, I've, I've always heard, like, you don't wake a sleepwalker. Is that a real thing? I've heard it. I have never researched anything. I've sleptwalked once in my life. I, I don't, this is weird. I don't sleepwalk, but I sleep text. Oh, that's like, great. Like, I, I sleep with my phone next week because I'm a fucking Zoomer. Uh -huh. And I will wake up sometimes, and I've had full conversations while I was asleep. Sounds hot. Uh, and sometimes it's definitely just gibberish. I like it. I'm proud of you. Um, it caused me a lot of problems in high school. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Stop dating trees. Oh my god. Uh, I have heard the sleepwalker thing. I, my only thought, and I'm sure there's actual science behind why you shouldn't do that, but it's like, if you, you know, startle somebody awake who's in motion might cause them to just fall over and die. Sounds like a fucking positive. Right? Uh, if I'm sleepwalking, somebody scream at me till I'm awake and dead. Ah. No, we're not <laughs> screaming corny again. I mean, you said scream. Ah. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, Candy doesn't remember any of last night's events. Mika thinks she's been sleepwalking for a long time. Uh, but Katie just says, I was having some fucking wicked nightmares last night. But she won't talk about it. Um, this next part I just titled Fucking Mika. So I'm very curious. Yeah, let's see what happens on this part. Oh, Mika borrows a Ouija board. Oh, yeah, what a dick. Uh, this is where he just proves his further he's just a shitty asshole. Yeah, so he puts the camera on, like, the counter and then shows this really creepy old-looking spirit board. He spent, like, a hundred bucks on this fucking board. So he went for money. He puts it down, and Katie is clearly getting ready to leave in the background. He goes, we've got, like, ten minutes. Let's do this. And she goes, She's what so the fuck pissed. is wrong with you? What? I told you not to buy that. And he goes, I didn't buy it. I borrowed it. This is such a like a recurring theme of I don't want you to do this by Katie to Mika who's just like I'm gonna fucking do it. This is my house. Yeah. You're my girl. Pretty much. Um, also, can we appreciate that this Ouija board was probably fourteen thousand out of the fifteen thousand dollars spent on this movie? Oh for sure. It looks like it was from eighteen forty two. It's a banger. Um, and I don't give a shit about Ouija boards, but please Ouija my board. Um Katie screams at him for doing this says that's going in the fucking trash and your camera's done get up let's go and we leave uh we hear them leave the room camera is still recording um door slams shut get about 10 seconds of just silence on the room then we see the planchette on the board start to move back and forth like spelling something and then the board lights on fire Two things. One, I laughed my ass off when that board caught on fire. Because so it just doesn't make sense. It's, no. And it's so out of nowhere. And I would say it never really has a good payoff. It comes up, but I would um, say it's still stupid. Later on, I think it has more of a payoff. Not in this movie. Oh, okay. So maybe there's more to it than that. Uh, second, uh, I do want to appreciate the planchette moving scene. Because it's not above. It's not an aerial. You don't know what it's spelling. Yeah, you just see you it. You just see it moving. Yeah. And it, but it's moving very seamlessly. Back, back and forth like it's going yeah. to letters. You can see it's doing exactly what it's supposed to. He's fucking casting his spell, apparently. Fireball! 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 <laughs> um, they get back... Damn. Good neck pop. That felt, yeah, I, I, I've John Maxey, tell me if you heard my neck break. Uh, if you're alive. <laughs> so then uh, we cut to them coming back home, and Katie just goes, "What the fuck did you do, Mika?" She sells like you get the vibe. She's been pissed the whole time. Well, as soon as they come inside, she says, "Take off your shoes and go to bed." Uh huh. <laughs> get the fuck, fuck out of here. Um. And then we see, like, there's, like, almost lines in the board. Uh, I didn't... I couldn't tell what was on this board when they showed it. I didn't get it. No. So, Mika has to do an on-camera apology... Apology, sorry. Um, saying he will abide by her rules. Did you apologize for saying apology? I, I said it weird. I, I, I got it's that, but I just want to appreciate what just happened. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, he basically says, like, I will do as Katie asks. I will not betray her trust. This is the most deadpan delivery. And it's it's great because it's obviously what this guy would do. But it's 100% reminds me of the guy who stands in the middle of Times Square with a sign that says, I cheated and this is my punishment. Hey, fucko. You're lucky to be alive. Cut your dick off. Ding dong. Ding dick. 
Dick Dong? There you go. Dick Dong. Dick Dick. <laughs> Full circle. Yes, we've got it. Uh, then they go to bed. So, um, Mika's board time here. Mika figures out that the board spelled out either Adina or Diane. I actually totally forgot about this. Yeah, and he asked Katie, do either of those names mean anything? And she's like, no. So, so does that come up later in movies? Is that what that means? Yeah. So was that planned, do you think? I don't think so. Because it seems too, like, for a movie that had no budget and clearly was like, a, we need to try and make this a thing, there's no way they expected to get maybe a sequel was their goal. There's no way they knew they were getting five sequels and they had a whole backstory to write. I mean, I think it only benefits from doing that, though. From having all these, like, points where you can branch off into different movies. I think that's only a benefit to the movie. I agree, but it's because it's so vague. that yes. They did not have a... Like, if they had a story and this movie didn't work out or did work out, it there's no way they could have made it good for so long because they would have had, like one to two movies of valuable content, yeah. the rest would have been scrambled. Yeah, this they, actually makes it better, like you said, they can branch off way harder because it's just like, yeah, fucking Diane, I don't know. And the, the overall story does change a little bit. Sure. L- little spoiler, um, they go into like a witch cult a little bit. Oh, great. Um, and the Blair Witch Project's actually the fourth movie, great. <laughs> yeah, it's actually Paranormal Activity 0.25 because there's two prequels now. The Blairening. <laughs> the Witchening. Is that the ending? Yeah, my head, my head <laughs> locked up trying to think of it. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my face. It looked, I saw it. You tried. It, it, I can't. I still can't. I'm still broken. Uh, then we get another girl talk scene where Katie's friend tells Katie to come stay with her. Um, I, for some reason, thought this was her sister. No. They're just friends? Her sister is a very different character. Oh, so something that comes up again. Okay, got it. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was... I guess because they brought up her sister vaguely. Yeah, so and they... her, her sister's name is Prissy. This girl's name is Ashley. No, not even fucking close. No. I don't even remember her Ashley having a name in the movie. She, so. she doesn't, oh, but okay. it's just credited. Oh, okay. Um, so I wonder if it was originally written as the sister, then, if it was not played out. I don't think out. so, no? because they, they only vaguely mention the sister. They only vaguely have this fucking character. Yeah, I, I think it would be more prominent if, like... Oh, your sister's here again? As opposed to, like, ah, this fucking friend of yours. I don't know. Either it's kind of the same thing to me. I don't... Sure. Um, sure. But it doesn't fucking matter. So then uh, Mika says, I'm going to put powder down to see if I can catch the demon's footprints. Um, and if that doesn't work, then Katie says, I'm going to call a demonologist. Now, I like that her plan is to call someone who knows what's going on. Hey... I'm infested with cockroaches. I'm going to call exterminator. Seems like a good plan. His plan was, I'm going to prove there's cockroaches by putting things on the ground to prove there are cockroaches. Hey, fucko, we can see the cockroaches. There's already evidence. You've literally recorded it. I understand his wanting to prove more, but it's such a dumb thought. Like, Because he even says, I've got it under control or something, or my plan worked. Yep. You put powder on the ground. Great fucking job. Um, it, it bugged the piss out of me. So after she says she's going to call a demonologist, he hits her with a, take a deep breath, pop a pill, it's fine. Uh, and she even is like, pop a pill my ass, fuck you. What are you talking about, asshole? Who are you? Just prove it again. This guy's the worst. 
Uh, then we cut over to night 17, October 4th, 2006. I remember it again. 12.14 a.m. Um, they go to bed, and at 3.15 a.m. they hear footsteps, and they wake up, and they see footprints in the powder. The footsteps do sound... Alright, I, I gotta backtrack on my hatred of this movie for a second. Not that I liked the movie. You liked this movie. No, movie. I didn't. For a visual style I hate, they did kill it. Yeah. I don't... I, I still don't like this movie, and I don't like the way it's filmed, because I don't like that that camera view for the most part. Yeah. But the visuals they do give in the scenes, like what they record is actually really well done. Even the footsteps, the the audio, it's all solid. Yeah, and the, and the footprints in the powder look like almost like claws. Yeah, they're not obviously human feet. They look like almost like dinosaur claws is yeah. like the best way yeah, to like, describe like it. Yeah, raptor Vs. Yeah, yeah, we've got the Vs with the like talon on the back. Yeah. So it's like a triangle fear. Yeah. <laughs> I can slice your juggler yeah. with one slash. Yeah, you're juggly. I'm a hardcore juggly for life. <laughs> juggly buff? Yes. Um, so the steps lead into the open attic door. It's not even a door, it's like one of those like false ceiling panels. It's just a panel. Yeah. And Super creepy. Mm -hmm. And Katie thinks it's a trap. Um, I love, don't go up with the trap. And, and Mika's like, oh, I'm going up. Yeah, fuck that. Um, and then he sees a picture and brings it down. And it's a burnt photo of Katie as a child in her childhood home. So I want to I wanna go over Outside the scene. Outside of her childhood home. Sorry. No, you're good. I want to go over the scene a little harder. Because this is actually probably my favorite scene in the movie. Okay. Um, so they... The, foot, the footprints or whatever, like, you obviously know there's something happening. They look cool. I'm glad they didn't do just footprints. Yeah. Uh, and leading up to the attic was really good, because it... The footprints only go one way. Yeah, they only go towards the room. Towards the room from the attic. So they're, walk, yeah. they're following it backwards. And the attic is just askew. It's, like, the panel, it's not open. It, it looks very much like, hey, bet you won't come up here. I bet you won't. Yeah, and she, she even says, like... It left footprints because it wanted exactly. to. Exactly. And it's 100% what happened. Oh, this demon just fucks He's fucking with him. Yeah. But then, so the, he goes up, and the intensity of the camera on here, like, I 100% was like, all right, here comes the fucking yeah, jump scare. Yeah, you're expecting the jump scare. 100%. Because they go around this whole attic super slow, and then when he finds the picture that he said, they zoom in really hard, and it's unfocused, and it focused. I couldn't tell what it was at all. I don't know if you could, or Somewhat. the first time. I, I It was something, and he zooms in. He's obviously really interested. He goes up and gets it and brings it down. And then, now back to kind of where we are, like, reveal of it's the photo of her as a child in front of her old house. It's good, man. Yeah. Like, if you found that, what the fuck? Especially, you know the backstory, because they lip-serviced you earlier. Exactly. Her, her childhood home burned down. There's this picture of her as a kid outside of her childhood home, and, and it's a burnt picture. The picture has frayed. Now it's frayed like perfectly at the corners where it looks like it, it's a little flimsy. So, I'd say. Oh my god, does this come back too? So it does. This oh my god. The full picture is of her and Christy. Of course. And Christy's burned out of a picture, and it's for a reason, which we'll get to when we review Paranormal Activity. God, I can't wait six years when we eventually watch this movie. No, we're, I would like to do 
and maybe we won't do this. I'd like to do maybe one of these a month. Fucking reboot year. <laughs> or, I guess, sequel year. I don't know. I think it could be fun. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you why I hate them. Uh, but we'll, we'll decide on that when we get to it. So, at this point, you can see there there is a toll that this is taking on the couple. Um, they look and sound exhausted at this point in the movie. And, like, so physically 100% toll, emotionally, you know, Katie's done with him because he's just being a dick and he's yeah. fucking around and doing things he said he wouldn't. And then she's just, I mean, she's terrified. Yeah. And as it escalates, you get it. If she's been dealing with this forever, terrifying. So Katie calls the demonologist and he's out of town. The word, I hated this bit. So they call the psychic back and he can get there the next day. So we cut to night 18, uh, the part you're thinking comes after this. Yeah. So we cut to night 18, October 5th, 2006, at 3.53am, the downstairs light turns on and footsteps wake them up. The light turns off and the door slams shut. Uh, and then the demon bangs on it from the outside. Pretty good. Again, the, the effects are solid. Uh, Mika then swings the door open and nothing's there. They go into the hall. And when they turn to go back to bed, the door slams again, and then there's more bang. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, Katie will not go back into the bedroom. And then they hear doors opening, uh, but they eventually decide, let's go back to the bedroom. They run in. Isn't she saying, like, please, I don't want to go in there? I, like, yeah. her her fear, she, and not just she the said, scene. I'm pretty sure she says it's in there. Yeah, like, her, uh, her fear, not just in this scene, but any time that it comes up, like, really intensity her on panic. her end. Her pa- best way, her panic kills it. If, like, if she... Did she do other shit besides these movies? Do you have any idea? Not that I know of. Like, um, wait. Yes, she actually did. Uh, more recently, though. Okay, but so, like, this was obviously her starting point. I believe so. She nails it. Mike is pretty whatever. He's fine. Yeah, he's he plays fine. his part, but I, I, I can't see him branching out, I guess. I but... mean, I guess... Katie's the star of this movie, right? Like, yeah, but 100%. I just want to give her props to her scenes. I don't think I can think of a one where she just undersold it. No, she's incredible. She, she killed it. Um, Especially with how shitty this movie is. Nailed it. <laughs> so, they eventually run back inside and then the night ends. So this is the next day. We learn that Katie never went back to sleep that night. She looks like shit. She's beat. Uh, later that day, they hear a noise upstairs. They go to investigate, uh, and then we see that um, a framed photo of them is smashed, and the glass is shattered right over Mika's face. And it's got, like, a claw mark through it. It's not just, like, yeah. somebody punched it. It's, like, two very distinct, and like, lines through the glass. This fucking guy goes, what? Fuck. Why is only my face smashed? This fucking asshole. Everything that's happening, he's just so concerned with it. And, and then Katie feels the demon breathing on her. She says... Oh, it's like right here. Oh my god, I feel it breathing on me. And then we see her hair kind of move. Again, solid. I want to know how they did that. Do you think there was a real demon they were working with? Yeah, um, I actually talked to a good friend of mine, Beetlejuice. Ooh. Uh, and he was actually on set. I got real scared you were going to say it three, two more times. Beetlejuice? No, fuck you. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Look, alright, uh... We have already just... All right. Are we going to break through or are we going to do this after? We're going to do this after. All right. Because I'm going to yell at you why you don't fuck with this. Um, so they run downstairs and they realize 
Yeah, this shit's getting worse. Um, the psychic arrives, and as soon as he walks in the door, he goes, Nope. Not only can I not help you, I need to leave right now. And he gets the fuck out of it. He takes it to Nope Town. Like, he, they say... Like, they pretty, he pretty much goes, You need to call that guy I gave you. This thing hates me yep. that I'm here. He says, The fact that I'm here right now is making it worse. Goodbye. And he looks He out. nopes out. Hardcore. Um, then we go to night 19, October 6, 2006, at 1.33 a.m. The sheets get pulled off of Katie's foot, uh, and so, then... Like, uh, and I just want to, like, preface on that one a little bit. Super slow, like, just a sheet pops up, and like, I didn't even notice it uncovered her foot, to be honest, because it's kind of hard to see these scenes. Um, so it just kind of pops up, and you think, oh, something's fucking with it. Yeah. I thought it was going to, you know pull off her whole sheets and, you know, she'd be unveiled, whatever happens, yeah. but, no, like, what happens right here is crazy. Yep. And then we cut to 3.04 a.m., where the bathroom light turns on and off, then Katie wakes up and says she feels the demon breathing on her again, and I, I have a question. Do demons breathe? No. It's just like leaving footprints, though, it's all to fuck with them. Yeah, Like, if true. you're gonna put yourself in that, in that world... Yeah. It's solely only making physical contact as as needed because or wanted. Wants to, yeah. yeah, there's no. I need to do this. It's fucking. I can do whatever fuck I want. Uh, she says something's fucking wrong, and then the night ends. Okay, he's, this is also what steals your socks from the laundry. Yes. Yes. Sock uh, demon. Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> Beetle socks. Uh, sock so juice. Sock juice. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, so the next day, Katie says she can feel the demon watching her everywhere she goes in the house. Um, they review the tape, and you can see that the demon's shadow is actually in the corner of the room in that shot um, from last night. I saw the shadow, like, and they go over it yeah. but definitely a couple of times, but I guess it's obviously a demon, but is there a shape to it? I couldn't see more it's, than just a shadow. It's like a, just a mass. Oh, okay. shadowy mass. I, th I thought you meant you could see, like, a, the outline of what it's supposed to be. No. Which, again, gives it way more believability to sequels, because there's no... It, it doesn't conform to anything. Not it's generic shit. Not I, until Paranormal Activity 5, The Ghost Dimension. The Ghostening. Yeah, exactly. They, they can roll it for as long as they fucking want. Um, Mika's doing research, and he finds a site run by a lady named Diane, like from the board. Oh, um, oh I, I definitely didn't catch her name. And all the things that are happening to Katie happened to Diane in the 60s. No, before you say what happens, as soon as they went over that, I was like, man, this is so stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, what a what a cop-out. But then when they revealed next, so I actually liked it. she, in, in the website, it says that Diane called an exorcist to help. It actually made everything worse, and the demon eventually killed her. And also did what? This is what got it for me. Go ahead, hit it. The, her, her house also caught on fire when she was yes. a kid. I thought that Sorry. was a really good point where it just set up this, hey, this thing fucking with people for years. This is this is how it does what it yeah. does. It's like a serial killer. This is its uh, signature, its motive. This is, this, is, this is what gets him hard and he keeps on just passing on to little girls, apparently. Ow. Bang, Bang audio. audio. It wasn't literally, my fault. I literally banged my knee. <laughs> um, Katie tells Mika to leave her alone. Um, and then he blames her for bringing the demon into the house. 
I mean, and now we're into both panic mode, and it, he's still a piece of shit. So he, he, she goes upstairs to, to go into their bedroom, and he basically just yells up at her, yeah, go hang out with your demon friend. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, and she collapses to the floor crying. I mean... That's so fucked up to say. He's a dick, especially with, like, if you're gonna be in this scenario in life, that's pretty shitty. Um, As a non-believer, I still don't think I would yell at it. Eh, I probably would. Yo, you for sure would. Yeah, I, I yell at people on my way to work. <laughs> That's your road rage. It really is. Uh, that and a thumbs up. <laughs> so, this night right here, man. Night 20, October 7th, 2006. This scene gives me goosebumps every time I see it. Michael Myers is born. 4.31 a.m., Katie gets dragged out of the bedroom by her foot and the door slams shut behind her. Mika jumps up and chases her out of the bedroom, eventually gets her back in. Um, and then the next day, Katie is like, we're getting the fuck out of this house. Her screams and like her fear and panic in that is insanely, yeah, so... it felt real. Like you said, goosebumps, it, it puts you in that moment. Yeah. So um, she starts out in bed, and then we see her foot go off the bed, starts to get dragged out, and she kind of starts grabbing around, and she's like, Mika, Mika. And uh, then she starts screaming as she's just thrusted out of the room. And I, I think there's a moment where it's, I think, the best part, it's so subtle. Like, she's getting pulled, and she's not awake yet. Yeah. She doesn't wake up till she hits the ground. Yep. And she doesn't start screaming until she's getting pulled, because she doesn't know, it's, she's disoriented as fuck. And she's getting super pulled. Very quickly. It seems like the timing on it was just so good. Uh, maybe it was just, it felt real. Maybe they were just like, go to bed. Someone's going to pull your ass out. You fucking deal with it. She's like, oh, okay. Um, and I think this is the best spot to end Act 2. 100%. So Act 3 starts and we see Katie has a huge bite mark on her side. Uh, I, I even want to go before that, to be honest. Because it's not just like Act 3 open bite mark. They're talking about leaving, and he's like, yes, we're getting out of here, we're, we're, we're going to a hotel, whatever. Uh, I want to get what what happened to you on camera. Yeah. It's all a panic. So she lifts up her shirt, like, really, not begrudgingly, but, like, painfully, and you see that, that bite mark, and that bite mark looks wacky. Yeah, so Mika has a hotel booked, and he's ready to go, but Katie will not move from where she is. Uh, she's clutching across so hard that her hand is bleeding. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, it's a crucifix. I couldn't tell what she was holding. It just, I saw that her hand was bloody. But again, even kind of getting... I feel like we're skipping a little bit right there. Where he's like kind of scrambling, packing. And mm -hmm. it's not just like, I, I, I booked it. We, we skipped to the next scene. Because the camera is just sitting on her. And he's just running around trying to... Hey, is your shit packed? Yeah. And she's non-reactive. She's zero. Uh, and Mika is over this shit. Yes. He lights a fire... And throws the crucifix into it. Why? I didn't get the... Uh, now knowing it's a crucifix, I thought maybe it was, like, something that got cut or that I just missed. It's where a cross, it was, yeah. So, well, so I thought it was something maybe I missed where it was, like, this is related to the demon somehow. I'm just throwing... I'm going to burn it because maybe it'll help. Like, I thought... I almost, Actually, I remember thinking, oh, is that the photo they burned? No. But it didn't look like it. No, he's so. just being an asshole. Okay. Um, so, now Katie says that she doesn't want to leave, uh... And I think at this point, she has been fully possessed. Um, yeah, I think it does a really good job making... 
she just looks tired. Like she's out. Yeah. She's she's not on. She's slumped against a wall. She's clutching this crowd. She's done. She has no real movement. She's not up and around. She's just out. And it just feels like I'm done. I give up. Not something's got me. And she says, you know, I I think I think we'll be okay now. And she smiles. Um, but I I don't think she's saying this to Mika. I think she is talking to the demon. Yeah, uh, knowing that now, now we've seen the end, which we're essentially there. Yeah. Possession demon all, all in play. Um, I agree. I, I, I didn't catch that at all. I thought it was a uh, weird interaction where it's yeah. like, she's done. I, I don't want to go because I'm just over it. Fucking kill me. No, I think you're right. I think she's fully in. in I don't want to say grasp by, I guess. Fully enveloped. Yes, that's the word. Smart people words. Fully enveloped. Uh, fully enveloped by this demon. Licked, stamped, returned to Sunday. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, I don't so, need Michael Keaton in this house. No, we can get the one from the musical. It's like Alex Brighton. I don't, I don't care about that at all. It's really good. I doubt anyway, it. Um, uh, we cut to the final night, night 21, October 8th, 2006, at 1.27 a.m. Son of a bitch. So three weeks. Katie sits up really creepily, like Undertaker sit up, like gone. She straight up, she got hit by a fucking Styles Clash and no-sold it the, the fuck out of Kicked it. Kicked out at one. Kicked, zero. Nothing. Fucking Paul Heyman on the knee, holding the urn. Nothing's happening to this girl. Uh, she she stands up and stares at Mika as the covers get pulled off of him uh, from the deep. Right. Not her. They're just getting pulled, and he's still... He's asleep. Cut, yeah, he's not even really moving, is he, at this no. point? No, so yeah. then she goes over to his side of the bed and stares at him for all, another two hours. Is it that long? Yeah. You have to... And, Keep in mind, you have to watch the clock on these yeah, scenes. Yeah, there's a little, like, timestamp on the bottom right of the screen. Like, because it, it goes from, like, a live to a fast-forward pretty seamlessly. So if you're not watching that timer, I definitely didn't catch that was two hours. I thought that was, like, a couple of minutes just yeah. to see, just to be creepy. Uh, and then she breaks out of this, like, trance and walks downstairs. Uh, there's a few seconds of silence where we just see the camera and Mika... Uh, and then she starts bloody screaming Hammertown. Uh, for, for help and Mika. And Mika runs down to help. Then we hear both of them scream and then silence. Spooky sounds. And then Mika's body flies into the camera and knocks it off of the counter it's on. And it's just sitting on the ground. Then we ne- see Katie crawl into the room next to him. And then we see her face shift into the demon's face as she like lunges towards the camera. Hate it. But I wanted do wanna say I do you get a good visual of the, his body being thrown at the camera? Oh yeah, flies right at the camera, like saw, straight from the doorway. I could see something fly at the camera. I couldn't tell what it was until it was body on the ground. It's the it's his back. I fully get that. Yeah. But it, it looked like just random shit throw and it's super fast so maybe I just didn't get a good view of it I, I only watched this once and I did not want to watch it again <laughs> uh, but I, when I when it threw I was like what the fuck was that like what'd they throw and then I was, I was like it was body it seemed yeah. way small for some reason to me 
but maybe it's just it's because his like arms and legs are forward as he yeah I, I fully get what they're going for I just yeah. it didn't seem like that when I watched it uh and that's paranormal activity at least the theatrical cut so in the I believe it's the director's cut there is an alternate ending which Zach I showed you yeah uh, before we started in which we see uh, after the scream we just see Katie walk back into the bedroom holding a knife with her shirt covered in blood and she sits up against the bed and rocks back and forth for three, hours three days is it days it's days oh shit I didn't um, catch that yeah it's a fast forward three days as we see the sun go up and down I saw um, that but I thought it was just I thought it was only a one one yeah, so, shit so it's one day of nothing. The second day, there's a phone oh, call. Yeah. Phone call from Mika's work asking where he is. Okay. Then the next day, a lady comes in. We only hear her voice. I we, assume it's the friend. Yeah, we hear Ashley. her calling out. Yeah, we hear her calling out to Mika and Katie. Then we hear her find Mika's body. She starts screaming. Uh, and this is the only time we see Katie stop rocking back and forth. Just. And you got to be watching her. Yep. I didn't catch it until I think you pointed yeah, it out. Because as she, as we hear this uh, lady Ashley walking around, she stops rocking and just turns her head slightly so that she's looking out the bedroom door. Uh, and then we hear her panic and run out, and she goes back to rocking. And this is an all audio. You get nothing than rocking, stop mm-hmm. rocking, but it is pretty palpable. It's in, it's very suspenseful. I'm surprised this wasn't the ending they went with, to be honest. Um, and then we see cops. Well, we don't see cops. We hear cops come in. They announce themselves police. They find Mika's body. They go upstairs. They see Katie. There is a bit before that where the cops are downstairs. Katie's still rocking. And the light upstairs yes. does turn on for, I don't know, 10, 20 seconds. Yeah, so it's the, not the bedroom that she's in, but like a guest bedroom down yeah. the hall. And I believe it's the one that leads into the attic because that's yeah. where they led last time. So I think it's kind of symbolizing this thing's going away. Yeah, so the light turns on. They start, the cops come up the stairs, light turns off, and then they find Katie as she looks at them and goes, Mika? And then she starts to get up and like stumbles towards them with the knife in her hand and they fucking light her up. Take her down. Uh, like a black person on welfare. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. Oh, they don't kill white people, so. Um, and I, I should say in the theatrical ending, we do end with a black screen saying Mika's body was found on October 11, 2006, and the current whereabouts of Katie are unknown. Uh, and I personally, if there wasn't a sequel to this movie, I love the alternate ending. 100%. And maybe that's why they didn't pick that ending. Yeah. Because there's probably success when they test screen. Uh, that ed- I, I think that ending is a better, for the most part, it's a little long-winded. But... Yeah, it's it's like eight minutes. Yeah. But overall, like I liked it a lot more. Especially selling it as a believable story. But for sequels, it doesn't work. Um, and there is also a third ending. But it was it's... never shown to anybody like it's it's a very like close-knit ending that like people found out because someone that filmed it said oh there's also this ending. i don't remember what it is off the top of my head but there is a thing oh that's interesting um, so 
written but not filmed, or filmed but very secluded? F- filmed but not released. Okay, interesting. Um, so, yeah, that, that's part of Activity 1. Um, this movie revolutionized the found footage genre. It's 1, unfortunate it did. I fucking love these movies. As I've said multiple times, um, I... I don't know if I cut out the Mount Rushmore's of horror that me and John Maxey did from our last episode, but the demon uh, from these movies is in my Mount Rushmore of horror. God damn! And that's this demon has a name then. Toby. Oh, you gotta ruin it now. To- Toby is the demon's name. That's uh, two weeks in a row where Toby brings up racist undertones. Thanks. <laughs> um. So, Zach, how many cameras out of ten do you rate Paranormal Activity? Fuck, size of camera or how many good cameras is it? Size. A fucking billion, because this guy's got a goddamn shoulder weight. I I didn't like this movie. I thought it was boring. Like I said, 90% of this movie was have a cat. The last 20 minutes was a little more interesting, but I still don't care. It, I think a lot of that's just being a skeptic. If, if you believe in this or want to believe, you want to fucking boxy molder it up. It's all about it. I get why you love it. I don't like found footage. Even though I do somehow like a lot of the visual in this movie, I still think it's a garbage visual. Uh, these still frames are solid. And some of the lighting. And I, and I think they honestly, like after talking it out a little more, I think they fell into that. I think that oh, was yeah. solutions, not this looks so good. I think it just worked out that way. Yeah. So it's probably just one of those things that just worked out and turned out to be successful, which, hey, y'all for them, you know, kill it. But uh, I didn't like this movie. I thought it was boring as shit. So so what's your rating out of 10 for it? I give it like a 2. Wow. What's the highest rating I've ever given? Like a 5, I think. Yeah, so besides like The Thing, which yeah. that movie is phenomenal. I think besides that, you gave it like the top was, I think Freddy was a six. Movie. Yeah, I was going to say, if even Freddy, a movie I enjoy, is still pretty, I mean, it's a shit movie. You ready for this? Hit it. I'm giving Paranormal Activity a nine. Yeah, that sounds about right. A nine out of ten. The lowest thing you've ever given is an 8.9. I've definitely given it two. You have, um, but that's what, um... I feel like it was Friday the 13th. <laughs> no, because you liked that movie. More than you liked fucking Friday, uh, Friday the 13th. God damn, I'm swapping movies now. Yeah, because Friday the 13th sucks. It's a bad movie. It, the first one's terrible. Um, yeah, man. 9 out of 10 for me. Because I fucking... Like, I know this series loses itself a lot in the sequels. And I still love it. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, horror franchises of all time. I would say it's honestly a close second place to Scream. Damn. Um, well, not... Not close to being my favorite, but like it's the the closest. Yeah, I would say the closest. Yeah, because um, this is what honestly got me started on horror movies and my love for found footage. Like I saw Cloverfield when I was like right when it came out, um, so I was like eight, I think. And then I saw this with my friends. Um, That's how you know it's not true. He doesn't have friends. <laughs> I did when I was younger. Oh, okay. Um, and we we did like a movie night and. I saw this, and ever since then, I've just been uh, encapsulated in this found footage, especially Paranormal Activity, where anytime something comes out about it, I'm like, fuck, yeah! Can we talk about Beetlejuice now? 
We had, I, we had a really good argument at Terror Trader, and I really want to talk about it on air. Yeah, sure, let's do it. Alright, so... We're, I, pat, we're padding for time. I don't even care. Just, nobody's going to listen. We're at the end, so this happens. I posed the question, at what point in... So Beetlejuice has to be said three times to summon him, correct? Such as Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice... Slenderman. Uh, yes, three times in a row. I agree it needs to be in a row, but... What, so my question is, what is the timing in a row? So, what I had originally said was something that doesn't make sense, which was like, once a comma turns into a period, it, it doesn't make sense anymore. Which, I like your uh, English logic, but it doesn't make sense no, because this we're, we're, we're magic. Well, because I, I definitely said after three days a comma turns into a period. You did, which makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I don't know what ellipses means. I think it's like a week. And that's an exercise bike. It, oh, you're right. <laughs> My bad. So you could get one exercise bike in between each Beetlejuice before summoning him. Okay, so we argued for that for a significant amount of time. In like 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I really hope someone from Terror Trader was listening, because they should. Oh, we were definitely getting plugs, because oh. we were getting, like, kind of loud. Oh, really? Oh, I was yeah. really focused on the argument, so I did not pay attention. We were definitely yelling. I, I know, I'm mostly yelling. <laughs> I'm in another room right now. I, have to, <laughs> I just talk really loud when I have opinions on movies. Apparently Beetlejuice. Uh, Alright, so we we agree the English grammar does not affect. It is, so it's sequential. Yes. So uh, going back to, so what's the timing? How um, fast or slow can you say Beetlejuice? Well, I think... And this is only because Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, because Bryce, our good... Your good friend, my boss. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> we definitely called him to get a final way in on yeah, this, by and, the way. And he said, as long as you don't say anything in between the second and third Beetlejuice, it still counts. I agree. And that was my point I brought up. Because there is no... So if we're going off movie precedent alone, and if you bring up fucking Strip Monopoly, I'm going to punch you in the dick. Because I got all sorts of problems with Strip Monopoly rules. But, so if we're going off movie rules, which is pretty much our base... Yeah. It is said at different rates, so it is not, you know, every person has their own, you know, speech Cadence, pattern, cadence, cadence. yeah, you know, it's it's not the boom, boom, boom with, you know, even towards the Lydia, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, it's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, whatever, you know, there, there, so there's no speed which needs to be said, it needs to be said. So, my thought is, and this is where we ruled in, I convinced Bryce and you, I think, at the end. Yeah. The Beetlejuice dilemma is, at any point, as long as it is not broken by person, including grunt, sound, nothing, the only audible sound to come out of your mouth, if it is three times in a row, regardless of time frame, is the word Beetlejuice that counts as a summon. Yep. So, so. Uh, prove me wrong. Somebody fucking reach out and tell me why I'm an asshole. I want to know the rules. I did not research any of this. This is just me arguing and Trevor being bad at arguing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, if anybody has thoughts on my Beetlejuice rule, hit me up. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Bees juice. <laughs> the bees knees. Yes. Okay, and next week, we are doing 
What what the, what's this fucking movie called? The banger of bangest, the TCG of TCGs, the collector baby. The collector. So this is one of the few movies we've done so far that I've never seen. And I actually have, and I know how terrible this fucking movie is. Great. I would also like to bring up that I told him there was a sequel, <laughs> and his first guess was what is it called? The collection. I want you to know live on air at 100% is called The Collection. Let's go! And it is fucking <laughs> terrible. That just so, makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit... Quick synopsis. A fucking robber is the hero. Uh, kind of like in Home Alone because Macaulay Culkin's a little dickhead. He deserved it. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's better now. So... Watch out for the collection. So yeah, next week we're doing the collector, um, and then we will not be doing the collection after that. No, no, we need to build up to that. That's going to be a monument episode. And then one day we'll hit Unfriended Dark Lord. Oh, eventually. As soon as I'm allowed back on the internet. <laughs> Alright, and I think we're good here, so on that note, this has been another session of Scarapy. Because therapy is too damn expensive. Our session's up, guys. See you next week. Dab my like button.